The Strategic Leader Podcast, episode number 244. Welcome, everyone, to the program today. I am so grateful that you've joined us for this episode of the Strategic Leader Podcast. My name is Brian Holmes, and let me just say, if this is your first time, welcome. If you are a regular listener to the program, we are super excited to have you in this wonderful community of leaders. Hey, we're in the process of transitioning our program to a new and upgraded format and feel, and while we're transitioning, I've decided to highlight some of our most impactful episodes so far. If you're ready to take your life and leadership to the next level, then I am sure this episode is going to make a huge difference in your life. Let's get focused, let's get engaged, and let's go all in right now. Well, it has been said that a person is incredibly lucky, if not blessed, if in their lifetime they have a handful of true friends. I believe that. I think I would take it maybe one or two steps further. It's my belief that a person is just beyond fortunate. They're beyond blessed. If in their life they can just have a couple of people who are true covenantal friends, people who do life with them, people who find themselves in the trenches, in the war zones. They grieve together, laugh together, cry together, mourn together, dream together, and do that alongside of one another for years and years and years. What a privilege it is to have those kinds of relationships. I think it's fair to say that relationships in general, they come and they go. I don't know about you, and I don't want to sound cynical today at all, but I do believe that for the most part, people tend to be a little bit fickle and Most people that you will meet in your lifetime may express a level of interest in you and your dreams and your heart and your family and your life for a little while. But the truth is, most of us as human beings are mostly interested in what matters to us. We are most fixated on and consumed with the things that touch our lives in a very direct way. As you and I grow up in life and grow in life, as we pursue things that We believe that God has for us. I believe that we'll find that not everyone is willing to go where we're going. In other words, I I have found in my own life that in certain seasons, there are exit ramps. We're all on the highway together. We're all doing life together. We're all doing the deal. We're going to church. We're going to school. We're working and visiting around the water cooler or we're neighbors and golf buddies and hunting buddies and all these types of things. But it just seems like that in seasons, there is the proverbial exit ramp. And for whatever reason, either I take an exit and go a different direction or someone else does, such as life. I want to share with you today a little bit more about my journey the last few years. Last week, we talked about where you are going is not where you've been. And I know that as we pursue the new thing, as we pursue the new season, as we go after what is in front of us, oftentimes we'll find that we have to evaluate relationships. We have to make adjustments in order to continue on the path that's been selected for us. So in this episode, I want to talk to you for a few moments about change and about relationships. And toward the end of the program, I'm going to share with you seven 
specific things that I believe as it relates to change in relationships, you and I must settle in our hearts. It's an interesting interesting exercise to go back in your life and make a list of all the, and I'm using quotation marks here, friends that you've had. And then as a part of the exercise to consider how many of those same people are no longer a viable or meaningful part of your life. And the third part of that exercise is to ask yourself the question, why is that? I remember distinctly my elementary or primary school years. I remember junior high, actually. During those two particular eras of my life, I had a similar set of friends. In fact, uh, there were some of the guys that we hung out with for about eight years straight there. And interestingly enough, today, without even having to go find some list or yearbook, some of my closest buddies and friends' names just popped right to the forefront of my mind. And I'll, for the sake of protecting the innocent here. I'm going to leave their last names out of the equation, but Tommy and Trey and Stephanie and Robbie and George, so many others, high school, Joseph and Walter and Sheila and Tim and Cree, and the names just go on and on and on. People that we did life with on a very significant level in that particular season, people that we called friends, people that we had fun with, people we had laughs with, people that we went through trials with and difficulties with, people that we watched grow up. Some of them made great decisions in life, some of them not so much. But the truth is, is that we're, we're typically not going to be doing life with those same people at this stage of life. And by this stage of life, I'm talking about our adult life. Now, I know there are, there are anomalies in this premise where some people remain close friends from school years all the way until they pass on from this life. But that's rare. Very, very rare. In fact, some of your very best friends, shoot, even people that were in your wedding sometimes tend to fade into the abyss as life takes us different directions. So we'd be crazy to think that somehow as we grow up into our adult years and do life on this level, that the same thing wouldn't be true. You mean to tell me that when we become adults now, whatever friends we have, they're going to be with us for the rest of our lives? Well, the precedent tells us different. Here's what I believe. I believe Ecclesiastes chapter number three, there's more truth in that passage than we tend to grasp. There is a time and a season for everything. Every relationship, every friendship, every acquaintance, There's a specific purpose and reason and time and season for those relationships. Well, I I know that some relationships maybe last a lifetime. Those are few and far between. Most relationships, I believe, are seasonal. They come into our life for a specific moment, a blip on the radar. On the timeline of life, it's just a quick little hash mark. And yes, while we have those precious ones in our world for that season, Those relationships serve a beautiful and wonderful purpose, but then in many cases, they're gone. Last week, I shared with you how in 2012, God invited me and my family on a particular journey and how that journey has taken us down new paths. We've 
never known before, new paths we've never explored. We've ventured into territories we never knew existed. And as you might imagine, when you or I deviate, now think about this, when you or I deviate from a familiar path, one that everyone in our world is accustomed to us being on, things are bound to change in those relationships. I want you to catch what I just said. Believe it or not, our friends and family members get very used to where we've been and where they think we should be going. In other words, we have a place, at least in someone's mind, where they expect us to be on the continuum of life. They expect to see us at a certain financial level. They expect to see us at a certain relational level. They expect to see us at a certain socioeconomic existence and level. They expect to see us at a certain spiritual level or religious context. They, they expect to see us in a certain mode because that's where they've become accustomed to seeing us. So again, I say, when you and I deviate from a familiar path, one that everyone in our world is accustomed to us being on, things in that relationship are going to change. You see, people, you and I even, we do the same thing, by the way. We're talking about everybody else, but I'm really talking about you. I'm talking about me. We frame each other in a certain light or certain context, and that particular context now constitutes what is normal what is acceptable, and what is expected. So let's put it like this. Someone else's expectations or opinion of what is okay or what is normal, those expectations become imposed on us. And it brings incredible pressure to maintain the status quo in the relationship. Here's why. No one wants strain in a relationship. No one wants tension or awkwardness. We certainly don't want to be misunderstood by those that we love and care about and do life with. No one wants a family member to disapprove of them. No one wants to, to use an old timey phrase, upset the apple cart. We we don't want to be the one that throws uh, a wrench in the machine and just breaks it all. We don't want to be the person who disrupts the status quo. So what do we do? Well, We become card-carrying members of the People Pleasers Club. And we sacrifice the potential of what God has laid before us many times on the altar of sustaining or maintaining the status quo in a relationship that may or may not have come to its season of end. We take our eyes off the invitation that's been extended to us to experience something new, something beautiful, something life-giving, and we acquiesce to the pressure to conform to the old way, to the old thing, to the old expectation. I want to challenge you on this podcast today to prayerfully evaluate the relationships you have in your life. I want to encourage you to, to think about Are there people in your world who are presently, all be them well-meaning, are they holding you to a standard that you no longer fit? Are there individuals in your life that you've, you've done life with, you've had fun with, and you've lived with them on a certain level and done certain things that we do in life? Go to church, do this, work, do business together, play golf together, play tennis together, go shopping together, 
do coffee together. But are those relationships in some way now holding you back from pressing into the new season that God has set before your life? Now, I want to make this very clear right now because I know some of you are thinking, well, that's just very arrogant, very cocky. Well, let me just explain something to you. I, I want to make it very clear that my willingness to pursue God and what he has for me may in fact necessitate me making a new choice about a certain relationship, but it does not make me better than that person. It does not make me in any way uh, placed in a position where I can condescend to or look down on or judge them for not being where I am. Absolutely not. The truth is, the truth is, is that not everyone is going to walk the same path as you, and it's okay. If we were all on the same journey, the same path, we'd, it'd be a very crowded highway. So I want to share with you in the next few moments seven things that as it relates to relationships and change, I believe you need to settle these things in your heart. Just resolve in your mind that these things are true. They're principles. They're keys. And once you do, it releases you. It gives you permission to evaluate and to look at what God is calling you to and how that might affect relationships that you have around you. Seven things that you must settle in your heart. Number one, I've already mentioned this, not everyone is called to walk the same path. Listen to me very closely, please. I I, I ask you, just because you are fully given to a particular path, it doesn't mean that everyone else is going to go right there with you. Think about it this way. Uh, if you pursue a degree in a certain field of study, you can't expect everyone in your world to, to grasp or understand or comprehend the breadth of what that means because that's not what they've chosen. You might be pursuing an accounting degree and they might be an engineer. Or you might be pursuing uh, a degree in early childhood behavior so you can help young people to develop and to grow and to become all they can be. And another person might be into criminal science. I'm just saying, that's one way of looking at this. You, We can't expect people to fully understand where we're going or what we've elected to do because everyone has a separate path. We're all called to a different path. Number two, here's another reason why sometimes there's an exit ramp. Not everyone says yes to God's invitation to follow him into uncharted territories. There are some people we have in our life that simply are content or they're scared or they're paralyzed, but they're content to stay in the status quo. They're, they're content to, to live with what is normal, what is routine. They're content and satisfied to simply have what they have, be who they be and do what they do with no aspirations to grow or to develop or to have more, to accomplish more, to do more in the kingdom. Some people just choose not to say yes to the invitation. And if two people are invited, one says yes and one does not, it will create the opportunity for change in that relationship. Number three, not all relationships will transition with you into a new season or new place. What do I mean by that? Well, life is lived on levels, experienced in stages and Whatever was excellent and wonderful and perfect and incredible on the previous level, once you graduate to the next level, what was excellent on the previous one becomes mediocre at best on the new level. Case in point, you got a lot of great athletes who play college ball, but 
very few, a, a minute portion or percentage of them ever make it in the pros. Why? Because what was excellent on the college or university level is mediocre at best on the professional level. And here's the piece. When you and I choose to graduate, when that day comes where the commencement takes place and God says, I want to move you from where you've been to a new place, where you've been to a new realm, where you've been with more to a new place with more authority and more responsibility and more opportunity. Not everyone who's been walking with you on the previous level has the capacity or the mindset to make that transition with you. It's very important to know this. Number four, you cannot expect someone to understand if they're not on the same path as you are. Now, I'm going to take some time with this one because this has helped me. This one really helped me a lot. You know, when God invited me on a particular journey in 2012, and we've been walking that out now for three years, my heart just simply said yes, and I meant it. And because of that, the leadership that God began to give us and direct us in certain ways led us into new territories, led us into onto different roads, different side roads, different, in fact, we, we took some detours <laughs> because the, these were just, we were, he was trying to get us on a path and on a highway headed a particular direction and we were somewhere over here out of the way and he had to maneuver us to get us there. And as we began to make these changes, as we began to make certain choices about our lifestyle, about our our work, about the ministry that we were a part of, as we began to shift and move in different directions, uh, we began to receive uh, comments and, and accusations and the expression of misunderstanding because if someone doesn't understand something, they tend to label it. In other words, they're going to call something what they think it is because they don't know what it is. And here's the thing. Misunderstanding is inevitable if you're on a different path than someone else is. How, how do I know this? Well, think of this. How can someone possibly understand where I am, my heart towards the future, or my uh, the journey that I'm on, or the path that I'm on? How can they possibly understand if they are not experiencing moment by moment the same things I am that are leading me to the point that I'm at today? In other words, they, they don't know the conversations I've had with God because they didn't have those. They didn't know the, the books that I've read or the counsel that I've received or the things that I have felt in my heart to pursue. They, they've not been experiencing those things moment by moment, play by play. So it's impossible for them to grasp or comprehend where I am today. They're going to view where you are today based on the grid they have, which is where they presently stand. So you cannot expect someone to understand if they're not on the same path that you are. Number five, most people choose the status quo because it's just easier. It's not easy to embrace change. It's not easy to embrace the possibility of walking away from relationships that you've had for many years. It's not easy to navigate the conversations and the questions. It's not easy to figure out the new thing when you've never done it before. You've got to learn new things. And so most people choose the status quo because it's just a lot easier. Family members don't question you and friends don't say, man, you're flipping crazy. What are you doing? You don't have to deal with that feedback whenever you choose the status quo. Most people choose the status quo. Number six, 
This is an important one, too. In order to follow the Father's voice, it almost always means that we have to leave what is familiar and embrace blindly what we've never held or touched before. In other words, it takes faith. It takes faith. Change, especially as it relates to friendships and family relationships, change oftentimes is happening from the inside out, but those that are looking in from the outside don't understand, and we have to embrace the unknown knowing that they will not necessarily comprehend or go with us. It takes faith, which leads me to number seven. The seventh key is trust that God will bring new and meaningful relationships into your life that will build you up, encourage you, and cheer you on to purpose. Let me tell you what my experience has been. My experience has been this. The more I say yes to the Lord as it relates to this journey, and the more challenges that I'm faced with as it relates to choosing a new path and maybe even departing from old relationships, I have found that at every turn, God has sent someone new into my life that doesn't just replace the old. That's not. I'm not looking to replace anybody. I'm still friends, relationally speaking, with most everybody that I've been doing life with for years. We have occasionally dinner together, or we see each other at the mall, or we keep in contact. I'm not talking about abandoning people. Don't get me wrong. What I'm saying is, is that at every turn, God has placed people in my life that I need for the new place, people that are on a similar path, people that understand more about the journey that I'm on, people that have something to offer or to add value to my life as it relates to the new season. And a part of this process is trusting. You know what? God's not going to require a relationship of me without bringing into my life something that I need, which is more relationship. I'm reminded today of a a scripture, the promise really, that talks about friendship. And it talks about God being our friend. It talks about how he is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. Can I tell you that I've had subordinates who have walked away from our life? I've had business associates. I've had some pastors and leaders that we've associated with in the past. I've even had family misunderstand and label and walk away. I'm not bitter about it. I'm not even sad about it. I've come to understand. I love those people. When I see them, it's like we never have been apart. But the path that God's chosen for us, the path he's invited us on, has required us to make some changes and to go in some different directions. So I want to encourage you today, wherever you are, if God's invited you on a journey, trust him. If he has called you out to to seek out new civilizations, to boldly go where no man has gone before, I'm having Star Trek references, go for it. Don't be satisfied with the status quo. Resolve in your heart and mind. Settle these things and know that as he leads you, he's leading you to brighter places, more significant meaning, more significant purpose. He's bringing you into a life that's all about his kingdom today. Change is inevitable. Relationships changing, inevitable. But he never changes. Well, thank you for joining us for this special edition episode of the Strategic Leader Podcast. I trust that 
You are deeply impacted as we discuss meaningful topics on how to grow your life and your leadership and, of course, your influence. You can find the show notes for this episode at brianholmes.com. And we're reminding you that for the next couple of weeks, maybe months, we're going to be bringing you some of our very best podcast content. We don't want you to miss any of those, so tune in each week and we'll continue to bring you wonderful, wonderful content. Hey, we're busy behind the scenes around here updating and upgrading our website, upgrading our podcast, and preparing to launch some really awesome projects. And we're, well, you know, we're looking to the next chapter in our own lives with our work, with our companies. And uh, we want to encourage you to engage with transition. It's not a bad thing. It's a beautiful thing. You just have to walk it out. So if you're discontent, engage it. If you're in the process of disconnecting, engage it. If you're looking right now and searching for what's next in your life, engage it. Because the next chapter, the next realm, the next level is going to be awesome. Well, last thing I want to encourage you to do, subscribe to our weekly email updates and do share this episode with your friends on social media. Let everyone know what you're engaging with here at brianholmes.com. We would greatly appreciate that. Until next time, we love you. We bless you. Have a wonderful, wonderful week.